Podcast. This is the Blockade Pimple Podcast. I'm your host, Chris Freebus, a.k.a. Shut Your Trap. Joining me as always, halfway across the world, it's Jared Morgan. Oh, hey, everyone. How are you going? Happy New Year and stuff and things. <laughs> wow, get the stuff and things out of the way right off the bat. Look at that. That's right. <laughs> yep. So, yeah, uh, it is the uh, the new year. We We... We had the idea that maybe we would come back sooner, like maybe the week or two after we had Mel on last time, and then we didn't. Mm. No, we didn't, because <laughs> we're too busy eating eating food and, and, and work not and, doing the podcast. Yeah, and not thinking about pinball at the moment, but uh, no. that's all going to kind of change. Well, I have been. I, I have oh, you've been. been thinking about pinball. Yeah, we're going to get into that in a moment here. Jared's been... yeah. yeah. All consumed. Um, but this year, according to Mel, <laughs> should be a jam-packed year. Um, yeah, like... it's going to be, geez, I wish we didn't have so much pinball coming out this year. <laughs> I think we're going to be <laughs> pretty exhausted by the end of it, actually. And, uh, and we're going to... It's a good it's, problem to have. It is. We're going we're gonna to recap what... Uh, kind of highlight the things that Mel said. Kind of, uh, you know, maybe point arrows at things <laughs> and kind of like going, here's what you really need to be uh, reading the tea leaves about. Um, mm. But yeah, it's it seems like we're not going to be starving for anything to talk about in this coming year once, and then basically once March hits. <laughs> mm. So yeah, yeah, for um, sure. It's going to be, oh boy, it's going to be, we're, we're going to be busy <laughs> this year. Talking about stuff, um, which is will be nice for a change because it's been um, a bit of a bit of a challenge finding stuff to talk about, sort of scraping around for news that we can actually talk about on the show. So we won't have that problem this year after March, I don't think. Hooray! Uh, yeah, let's uh, let's kick things off though. Uh, Jared, you have been working on your uh, various pinball machines that you rescued from a. Uh, African from the plains down of Africa (laughs) that that was waterlogged directly. Uh, yes. Yeah, that's right. Um, so, uh, tell us where you are with your, uh, your, your machines, which machines you've, uh, completed or working on and et cetera. Hmm. Okay. Well, the last time we spoke, I said that, um, force two was, um, at the brain doctor getting its electrics and its guts worked on. That's right. Yes. Yes. Um, well that is now back home. And, uh, and we have been playing it to death. I think it's got about two or 300 plays on it at the moment. Dang. Um, but, you know, this is System 80 games, so the, the games don't last long. But um, the thing is wild. It's, it's got so many powered rubber surfaces that the ball, you'll often actually, the ball will come down, hit the little slingshot that's on the left-hand side, and then bounce, dunk, 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 and back up to the top of the play field and rattle around in the pop bumpers. And... It's it's a really um, fast game. Like I've got it set with a fairly steep pitch on it, and even with that, it's still flying around the playfield. Um, uh, the ball is, and it's a lot of fun. Lots of drop targets to hit, um, and it just plays really well. Um, all the the new. I, I wish that when Star Race was around, that I had access to Pascal's. Um, um, board system because this one has a pascal board in it and yeah. led displays um 
and it's it's trouble free. I have not had to like I had to do minor adjustments the other day to just to some switches, which is just pinball. That's how it works. Yeah. Um, but nothing like the problems I had with Star Race, and uh, <laughs> unfortunately, Star Race. Well, fortunately for some, not for me, Star Race actually has a Pascal solution now. Like you actually managed to get a hold of the game and code the software for it. So I'm sort of in sort of going, oh, I kind of kind of regret that I sold it, but I kind of don't. Well, I was going to um, say it's it's now not your problem. <laughs> it's not it's not my problem anymore. Um, but it would have been nice to actually be able to play the game. It would have been nice to have that board in it when it was at the exhibition, right? And you know, not have the thing go down halfway through the the stupid tournament. Anyhow. So. Um, uh, so that's Force Two. So, so um, how much would you say it was it cost you to get Force Two to this point? Okay, well, let's use averages. So I've done, I'd say about this is in Australian dollars. So the game was one thousand two fifty unserviced as is. Um, then add on top of that, um, you know, with shipping, of course, um, the parts which were you know just a smidge under a thousand Australian. Wow because that's the limit, limit for, um, you know, um, how much you can get into the country right? Um, without paying GST. Then the displays were about 500. Then the Pascal board was about 800 with the pop bumper boards as well and the soundboard because I just went everything you, you know. Right. Um, and so... Uh, and the service to and to install the displays and the stuff that John Grist did was, you know, around eight hundred. So you know, it's well and truly around five grand. I was going to um, say, so you 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 definitely spent way more fixing it than you did uh, uh, buying it. it. Oh, yeah. Oh yeah, but that's always the case with pinball, particularly these ones, which are you know always in rough shape when you get them. Right. Um, so yeah, you always spend more, and then there's probably incidentals as well, like paint and stuff like that, which I haven't like fully accounted for. So we could add probably two hundred dollars on for that as well. Okay. Um. So you know, it's you know, it, and people will wonder why when you try and sell one of these old machines that you've restored that you're charging around five or six for it. It's like that's just to make make even. Yeah. On it. Yeah. Um, that's not to make any real profit. So, um, yeah, it, it was, look, I, I have no regrets on spending the money on it. Like it's, it's been worth every cent doing it because it's, a uh, like, I don't think there's any, to my knowledge, I don't think there's any force two games in Australia that are operational. Okay. Uh, there might be a few scattered around, but they, they would be, you could count them on one hand basically. Right. Uh, like John Grist was saying, he's never seen one in the the entire time that he's been servicing Gottlieb machines, which has been a long time now. Mm-hmm. So for him not to have seen one come through his door suggests to me that they are not very common here in Australia. Yeah. So well, that's kind of cool um, to uh, to know that you got something special there. Oh well, yeah, that's right. I mean, yeah. you know, it's been it, the the clear code is still real nice on it again. So. It plays really fast, probably faster than it did when it was stocked with the Mylar on. Oh, I'm sure. Um, and it presents well with the with a brand new plastic set. The thing looks brand new, like yeah. it's it looks fresh out of the box. Yeah. So you know, it, it was worth spending that on that money on it as well. So, so 
that that one's working. We're having fun with it. I need to get a new glass for it because the the glass on it at the moment is what they call shop glass. It's very very scratched, um, but it keeps the noise down. So we can we're getting used to just looking through the scratches <laughs> at the playfield. <laughs> so you know it's it's fine. We'll we'll get the glass. And when I get the glass, I'm again not going to be scrimping. I'll be getting like you know the proper glass because I think at the moment it could even be plate glass in there. Ooh. Like they just they just put whatever they wanted in there because it feels really heavy. Not not like tempered glass does, which is right. a little bit lighter. Um, so I'll be getting new glass, and I'll be probably getting a, um, like a, a anti reflection coating put on it. Which, when you're getting glass done, it's only about ten or twenty dollars more. So why wouldn't you do it? Mm-hmm. You know, it's not like hundreds of dollars more. So you yeah. just get it done. Um, so the next one is Pink Panther, um, and I've done all the cabinet work on Pink Panther. Um, I did the usual playfield stripping on it. And as always happens when you do that, bit of bark comes off, bit of paint comes <laughs> off. Um, so that's that's inevitable. But the problem with Pink Panther is it's got a really odd... Oh, yeah, there's a, like an aqua green color in this playfield. It's, it's a really odd paint, paint scheme on it. Like I think they really missed a trick here. They could have gone with Pink Panther pink everywhere on this yeah. playfield, and they didn't. They went for this sort of like, you know, moody nighttime feel to the playfield, like you're going through a dark house, <laughs> trying to explore it and 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 nick the Pink Panther diamond. So it, it's missing a lot of the Pink Panther bright appeal to it. So anyhow, this green, blue, whatever you call it, um, is basically impossible to match. So I've had to make some, there's been some really bad wear around the pop bumpers. So I've just done that area in black and just masked it all off and sprayed it. And that's come up pretty good. Okay. Um, so, you know, it'll it'll do the job. And I was going to just leave it blank and um, not touch it up. But, you know, the internet suggested that was a bad idea. So um, um, I was just going to leave it plays condition, you know, and just go, yeah. whatever, this is it. But no, I, I'm glad I did the extra effort and sprayed it and mastered it and everything. It does look a lot better. So, um, yeah, that's where I'm at at the moment with that. And then the, the only th- thing really holding that up is parts availability. So at the moment... I need to go through the pinball resource to get these parts yeah. reasonably because they're the only place that has reliable supply. And the US uh, have halted all domestic, or sorry, general parcels out of the country to Australia. Oh. So, so if you want to get anything from the US, you can't, unless potentially if you use one of those freight forwarding services. Right. Um, and then bundle it all, all up and get a courier to, to deliver it. So that may be what I need to do because the last time I did an order, it was 150 Australian shipping Oof. to get it over here because they can only use premium, super fast USPS service. That's oh, the only okay. thing that's coming out of the country. Wow. So, and again, that's the cost of doing business at the moment. Like, yeah. it's sort of like if you want parts and it's holding up a restoration, you kind of just need to, you need to pay the man and you need to suck it up. Man. It's brutal though. I hate it because I, I could spend that money on parts and yeah. other stuff, you know. Yeah. And and actually get more. In fact, I had to sacrifice some parts in the last order because I I had to factor in the shipping to actually get it out here as well. Mm-hmm. So yeah, it's really frustrating. But you know, um, that'll be next. I need to. I also need to order things with enough gap between them that it doesn't look like I'm a commercial importer as well. Oh, okay. So it's really it's it's a real pain. Like. If if the customs department said, "Hey, 
you, they'll just go, no, you're ordering too much stuff from overseas. You have to pay GST. And it's like, but this is my hobby. Like, I'm not <laughs> doing this commercially. I'm, I'm restoring three machines. I've got to buy the parts from overseas. It's the only place I can get them from. But, you know, you don't want to have that discussion, do you, Chris? No, I wouldn't <laughs> think you do want to have that discussion. Not at all. <laughs> no. So, you know, I, I will slowly and surely get stuff in. I think the the first order, which I may as well just get sorted this week because, you know, I'm home. I can't do anything else. Yeah, folks, I've got COVID. So um, that's been fun with two kids at home, one of which has also got COVID. Um, so, I mean, it, Omicron, it's just like a cold, if that, because like, I'm triple vaxxed um, and it's it's barely anything. It just feels like a, a mild cold, which is, I guess, good compared to some of the other strains that were floating around. Zachary's come down a little bit harder because, of course, vaccinations aren't yet available for his age group. Well, they're just becoming available here in Australia. Oh, okay. Um, <clears throat> and he was booked in this week. Of course, he can't get one now because he's got the Rona. Um, and he's going to have to uh, wait the next period of time month. afterwards. He's gonna, yeah, yeah, he's going to have to wait a month before he can get it. And, of course, Sienna hasn't got it yet. So that will probably mean that right at the end of the seven-day quarantine period she will get it and then we'll all have to re-enter quarantine again so you know fun times <laughs> but at least you got a machine uh, that's working <laughs> we do have a machine that's working and behind me as you can see i've got um the drum kit all set up and uh, i can play drum mania at home so you know it's plenty of stuff to do here you know so that's that's good we get the internet so i can i can order things so it's not terrible yay <laughs> mm. <clears throat> that's I'm just I'm, I'm looking for the silver lining, I right? Really yeah, that's what you got to do. That's what you got to do. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, uh, let's move on then forward to uh, yeah our interview with Mel there. So, mm. in case you were living under a rock uh, and yet somehow you still watch this channel, um, last time <laughs> we interviewed 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 uh, <laughs> Mel Kirk. Um, again, we were just. We hadn't talked to him in a while. We were just like, let's just have a conversation because we knew that he wasn't ready to promote FX Pinball FX yet. And yeah. there, we were now done with releases, at least from what we could tell, uh, based off mm -hmm. the 11 count. Um, and uh, so we were like, yeah, let's just have Mel on for a talk just to you know have a chat. And then the Indiana Jones, Jones, man, I cannot talk today, Jared. Um, the, words are hard. Words are hard. Words are hard. The, the yeah. Indiana Jones news came down uh, that that will be in uh, Pinball FX and in FX3, which is a nice little bonus there. Awesome. Yeah. And great. then it was just like, well, now awesome. we really have to talk to Mel. Um, mm. So fortunately, yeah. we had actually already lined up the interview when that news dropped. Yes. <laughs> yeah, because this was... Oh, we, we were trying to get get times right for a couple of months, weren't we? Yeah. Um, yeah. It was really hard. Like, he's a busy man, and our schedules were tight as well with work and yeah. stuff. So, yeah, it was pretty hard. But we did it. We yeah, did it. came. So, a uh, little... Uh, we're going we're gonna to unveil the curtain here a little bit. It was very mm. nice that Indiana Jones was finally talked about. Because, mm. yeah, me and Jared have known about that for a long time. <laughs> Yeah, uh, that we we've uh, we've been sitting on that info for way longer than any info that we've ever had before about the game, um, mm -hmm. 
So if you were watching our show and wondering how come we never really talked much about Indiana Jones, that was why, because we didn't want to get into any NDA in trouble. <laughs> yep. <laughs> it was a severe case of us covering our butts. Um, yeah. So yeah, when, when we're sitting there pointing out, hey, look at the wall behind Zen and all the cool things, and then I'm getting messages going, well, you didn't mention there was an Indiana Jones figure up there, and I'm like, <laughs> yeah, nothing to see here. Move nothing along. to see here. Um, These are not the droids you're looking for. <laughs> that being said, it I'm so excited for this because yeah, of the effort, <laughs> right? The effort that has gone into securing this, and I don't know how much we'll ever be able to uh, to reveal about the behind the scenes of getting this thing. But when I mentioned in the interview that this seemed like the impossible table, there's a very good reason for that. I mean, Mel touched upon it, um, and just as some much of the things he could touch. Yeah, upon just it. some of the things he kind of he said. I mean, that I don't know if uh, something we didn't know, uh, Jared or I, was mm. he was saying that part of getting the Williams license was Williams and Disney wanting them to do Indiana Jones. Really? This was the driving factor, was it? I mean, that's what he said. He said that Williams and Disney wanted this to happen. Right. So, I mean, that's like, talk about a push. And, and you know, <laughs> hey, great, you've got our support. And this is, and I have a feeling, so maybe this came back to, like, back with the the idea of when... Scientific yanked the Williams license mm. out from under Farsight, um, and then gave it to Zen. Maybe that was part of a factor where Scientific just went. There's no way, no how, they're ever going to put Indiana Jones into this, and we want this out yeah. there. I mean, yeah. I don't know. That's that's me just kind of putting my own two two words into it. Um, and- but. You're probably right, along with a whole lot of other factors which is covered before in the show. Yeah, exactly. Um, <laughs> yeah, and... but you can. I would. I'd say you're probably on the money there. Like it's. It seems like scientific games. While they're the license holders, they've also got skin in the game here. Like they. Oh want, sure. They want. You know, it's their name also in in you know the copyright information on all the games. You know, well, it, it raises their portfolio. If you right. if you can prove good. that. 35 year old content is once again relevant and saleable and yeah you know that only val- raises the value of your portfolio among other people so um yeah. but some of the things that then you know yeah you would think oh well if williams and disney want them to have that then it should have been just a no-brainer easy peasy well no mm-hmm. this goes back to the whole thing of you still got to pay people. You still got to pay people, and they're yeah, not going to help you on that front. So they'll help you by accepting your money. <laughs> <laughs> but they, they, well, in you know, a lot of cases they will. Um, yeah, but you know, in some cases they won't. Yeah. So what what Mel was talking about was that they had to pay for voice. Mm. They had to pay for John Williams' Likeness. music. They had to pay for art likenesses, and then I didn't even think about this one, but they had to sign all brand new licenses for the three D models of the animation that Zen does. Cause that adds a, a completely different layer of integration mm-hmm. to the game, mm-hmm. which, which is really interesting because all the other licensed properties they've had probably have a similar clause in them as well. Um, 
like think about all the um, you know animated heroes tables and stuff like that. Sure, they're not actual actor licenses in a lot of these tables, right? But they're still a different reimagining of the copyright art, aren't they? So yeah, it's it's just one more piece of the puzzle of licensing that we never think about. Would we always just think it? about, oh, you got the license to this. Great, that means you so can do anything you with got it. The license, yeah, you that's can't right. Just do no. anything with it. You have to license it specifically to what you're what you're doing. And um, I think Mel was mentioning this when he was talking about the whole Star Wars VR, uh, which incidentally I saw has been nominated for an award. Um, yeah, New moment. York Games Expo or something yeah. like that. Yeah. So congrats to Jen on uh, to Zen on that. Um, but he was saying that's the same with um, with Star Wars as well. Like you essentially have to renegotiate licenses when you're doing VR because it's a new new experience right. and a new thing. And it's the same with with these three D models. It seems as well. So you're right. It is an interesting aspect of licensing because licensing is hard. And then it. I kind of found it interesting because after he mentioned all those things, he was like, and then we could start on production. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's, it's like, well, yeah, I so, guess you don't want to put money, you know, money forward and only be told, no, you can't have it. And then you're like, well, why do we spend the money developing? Um, yeah. You know, well, this, yeah, we you saw what happened with Aliens, didn't we? Uh, not right. Not Aliens, but the other Aliens pinball. So, yeah. yeah, we saw what happened there. Yeah. So that was... Uh, that was interesting to see, and then and then that's where he said uh, that that they're currently dealing with another game that has a big license that everybody thought would be difficult, and they said, and Mel was saying it's not even close to what mm. indie was that it's like downright easy compared to indie. Um, and I have a feeling like with that the problem with these older licenses is in a lot of cases, it's actually really hard to track down people. Oh, and yeah. who owns what. And that's the hard bit. But well, with these modern licenses... Well, that's, that's like, what say, I was... I mean, we... Say Stranger Things, right? Mm, yeah. You know, I'd imagine if, if Zim was producing Stranger Things, they go, oh, okay, well, we just go to Netflix or whoever the copyright... They'll put us in contact say. with all the people. Because well, we, we still know everyone, yeah. and Well, and they're done. still all under a contract. Yeah. So that kind of eases things along because yeah they're all part of this you just collective already contract. yeah yeah right yeah just put in extra clauses or whatever and getting the sign bada bada jobs done yeah yeah, yeah. but no yeah, we but told the essentially story starting from scratch is hard yeah we, yeah we told the story long ago and this is back when we were talking to norman at uh at farsight mm. um with regards to roller games that they were mm. going to do roller games they had every intention of doing roller games they couldn't track down the rights holders. They right. there was because there was two different entities. One of the entities pretty much just like wasn't interested in talking. But mm-hmm. the go around was if they could get the other entity to agree upon it, then it would be a go. And they couldn't track down the other entity. Period. Like just mm-hmm. Had no, there was no forwarding address, if you if you will, you know. Yeah, and yeah. and he said that they were. <laughs> this kind of gives you a little insight into Farsight. Um, that they thought about, well, you know what? Why don't we just, just make it, it and put it out, and mm-hmm. then somebody will come knocking. <laughs> well, if they, if they don't come knocking, we're fine. And if they do come knocking, well, then we have the contact, and we can go. Oh yeah, so hello, you're finally returning our calls, are you? How nice of you. Um, right. Yeah, let's talk. But the problem is then that, you know, 
yeah, I don't know. Like, well, then, the then you get the cease and desist. But as far as they're concerned, well, we already front-loaded and sold everything. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> so it's like, well, if you've got the entitlements, well, you know, you, you just have to be quick to get the game. Right. And honestly, they, 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 they probably could have done that for a couple of titles. Um, oh, if sure. If you think about it. They, they could have done that for a few of them and just gone out there and just put them out there and just said, oh, by the way, you should probably buy this pretty fast. Yeah. <laughs> just sort of put that caveat on it. And you would have been fine. Probably. But of course, that's short-term solution, uh, ignoring what the long-term problems is, which is then the word gets out among licensors that you're a bad faith operator. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah. And I, I think that they actually came to that same conclusion, <laughs> which is probably why they didn't probably, do it. Probably, unfortunately. Um, but yeah, yeah. So uh, the other thing was is that uh, you know when questioned about just with putting indie out also on FX3, um, mm. Mel was just basically saying, "Hey, it's, you know, for the love of pinball, we got to get indie on absolutely everything mm-hmm. uh, that we can." Yeah. Um, and it's all going to be coming out at the same time, apparently. So mm. if that is the case, that sounds to me like come March, we'll get Indie in Epic, Indie on Steam, Indie on the consoles for FX3, Indie on Williams' pinball app. Um, it'll be Dr. Jones yeah, all over the place. I wonder if they'll actually do Indie. I, I don't know if they're going to release Indie in March because that's technically early access I think they will release Indie when Epic Early Access finishes and they release the product mm. the final product you because might be yeah you're right indie. because Early Access is not going to be on the PS uh, the PlayStation or Xbox no it's not it's just going to be Epic and they, they need to do Early Access to iron out the bugs so they will iron out the bugs they'll roll the fixes into the game and then they'll release that's how they'll do it oh man for sure for sure. Oh, you just poured water on the whole thing. <laughs> yeah. It's it's like beta. Yeah. So you just got to think of it like beta. Yeah. You know? So, um, which I'll just say this, folks. We've gotten word beta's coming up pretty fast. Not, mm-hmm. we don't know beta of what, but now that Jared's mentioning it, I'm like, well, yeah, it sounds like it's just going to be beta of early access, not, not beta of indie. Damn. Uh, <laughs> yeah. 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 I think but. so. Um, moving on to things that Mel uh, talked about, we're just kind of going to go in order of of what the interview went there. But he, he was telling us that the the workflow for the Unreal Engine, Unreal Engine, not Unreal Engine, Unreal Engine. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm not having a good day, Jared. Um, <laughs> well, we haven't done this for a while. We got to like limber up the limber up the the tongue and the mouth and stuff. <laughs> First show back of 2022, falling on the face. Um, yep. <laughs> saying that the workflow for Unreal Engine, um, that they're, they've pretty much gotten up to speed now. Um, that they know yeah. if they're, they've got a good handle on it. And that, of course, is making things go much better. Um, in terms of, there was a, in terms of why, the need to switch over to Unreal Engine when the PX Engine was working perfectly fine, as you know, by all accounts, with FX3 being relatively still new. I mean, in the in the span of things, 
how long we had FX2 for compared to FX3. FX3 was a pretty short little um, tenure there. Window. Right. Mm, but he was just was. saying that the um, there was a question about the technology and the future and whether or not the PX engine could keep up with it, and they didn't think that it could. They just said, no, I can't. Yeah. And but you know, clearly couldn't do HD video no. and all those sort of like advanced stuff. Couldn't do HD and, video. You, know, you couldn't do you know 120 frames per second. Couldn't do ray tracing. Ray tracing. You know. Yeah. You and know. apparently, the other thing that was interesting in that interview, I think it was that he said that uh, the next pinball show will be showing off some of those things. Exactly. Which is going to be really interesting to see. Yeah. So, you know, and and this is where we again we've had this history with with Farsight and the Pinball Arcade where they reached a point where I was like, guys, you really need to re-up. could do a new mm-hmm. engine because it's lagging, it's clunking along, and you're not going to be able to give the best experience going forward. And they got cold feet regarding doing that because they could have, they toyed with moving to Unreal Engine. They toyed mm-hmm. with it and they didn't. So. Yeah. That that was basically probably the the first nail in the coffin for them, really. Yeah. Um, yeah. And Mel did that say that engine they were using was complex to develop in. Yeah. Um, and Mel did say that uh, once Unreal Five comes out, that they'll be making the transition to that. But that'll be an easy yeah. transition. Like that doesn't require <laughs> Pinball FX two. Um, it, it's no, it it's doesn't. just a simple transition. Uh, it's well, a framework. I shouldn't say pump. simple, but it, yeah. It's a framework bump with the relative software updates that need to happen. I mean, I'm uh, sure it'll be a big patch, but... Oh, it'll be, it'll be a big patch, all right. Yeah. <laughs> be but, like a redownload. Like, just having a look at that, that Matrix Revolutions um, demo that you shared yeah. um, a while back, that thing is just incredible. Like, real. <laughs> it's like, as far as Unreal Engine 5 goes, it's like, look at that and go, wow, okay. Yeah, <laughs> just think of the possibilities with pinball when you look at that thing. Exactly. Um, we asked whether or not uh, indie kind of paves the way for doing, uh, getting more licenses easier. Um, and Mel was just kind of like, "Well, nobody's really telling us no <laughs> now." Mm. Uh, which yeah, is they're kind not of really going to people. They're not really going to places. Going, oh, could we please? They're actually coming to Zen going, could you please? Yeah. Yeah. Because like he <laughs> said, everybody everybody wants a retail presence. Yeah, um, they do. Yeah. So, uh, you know, and it's just a matter of, and this is what I found interesting, though, what he was saying was, it's a matter of priorities. Yeah, so because it's it's development pipeline is the choke point at the moment for them. Like, they they would obviously want to go and do all the things that all the um or all the license holders want, but they they just can't because they don't have the, uh, the the warm developer bodies sitting there actually being able to. Uh, well, and do even the if they did, you still also have to be concerned with uh you don't want to flood the market and have your mm. consumers go like there's too much and then not I, I can't afford all this right yeah. and then not be able to purchase it. So mm-hmm. you know I'm sure that part of the licensing is hey will dedicate time to your license, promoting it properly uh, and giving it the proper attention so that we can maximize how many eyeballs actually wind up downloading this thing. And that's right. Uh, you know that. So when he says priorities, I kind of feel that that's it. And we've been saying this with regards to 
the Williams license. And it's something that, again, Farsight kind of stumbled on. Um, you want to maximize your time that you have with a license that mm. you're paying for the license fee in order to be developing it during. But then if you bring in more, it dilutes the waters and you're not getting as much bang for your buck as possible. So yep. I, I kind of felt that that just hinted to me that other than them going out and doing first-party licenses for Zen Originals, we're not seeing uh, a hookup with Stern or Jersey Jack or Spooky necessarily anytime soon, um, just because yeah. it, it, it's cutting everybody short. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I I think that we're going to be probably waiting at least until next year, probably after um to see that i mean um, we'll see you know if 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 mel actually gets his his request of doing 20 tables a year i mean they can rip through some williams tables really fast <laughs> yeah they they can it's gonna be interesting though because a lot of the tables they have left over now are all licensed it's all licensed so, i mean other yes. than what do we got who done it cactus canyon and uh jackbot those were the only three mm. unlicensed dmds everything else carries a license um, That's right. And then there's if, all the if you're looking 11. at DMDs only, yeah, yeah. then System 11s, yeah, yeah. Um, so I mean, there's... which oh, please look at System 11s. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. I mean, look, they're, they're not the deepest of games, but they're fun. Yeah. So get them in. Yeah, absolutely. Know? And the themes are really good as well, and the sound. Yep. Yep. All good. Um, Mel said that they were looking to separate themselves from the other pinball developers that are out there which I also kind of found interesting. I was like, ooh, shots fired at Zacharia and whoever's, uh, or not Zacharia, Magic Pixel, and then mm. probably the visual pinball developers maybe doing for at games uh, Legends Pinball? I don't know. I mean, maybe. Definitely literally, Magic it's Pixel. only Magic Pixel is the only other company out there that's doing anything worthwhile. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly right. So... Um. And for the size of the studio they are, they're doing a pretty, very good job. Um, but they, uh, thank God, I really, I really wish that they would have a conversation. Well, I mean, although Zen's probably sucking up the talent pool, but have a conversation probably. with Zell on on Zell, dude. We're gonna have to. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna have to do a lot of editing in the audio. For this. I'm not editing nothing. Actually, I'm not. I'm no, we're just right. leaving that in. Um, yeah. But uh, uh, you know how to grow a studio. Just, yeah, I mean, come on, right. Magic Pixel, grow, just grow. <laughs> the thing is, though, that, you know, as an aside with Magic Pixel, how much more can they do? Like they they've really milked the Zachariah license. That oh, just like just give them the Gottlieb license, please. Because yeah. I'd buy like I'd buy it. Like I'd buy their stuff if it was Gottlieb, good quality Gottliebs. Because they did a lot of their work initially with all the Zacharia pinballs without any physical machines. They right. they just were getting like playfield uploads from fans out there. So as far as like operating costs go, like their model is very lean. So you know, I don't know. I'd Hold love on. to see some got leaves somewhere. I, I, I hit something accidentally. I need right, to mute, right. mute, mute. Jeez Louise.
<laughs> Sorry, I was I was about to bring up something because of the uh, the point that got raised next. I was quickly trying to look for it because I was like, oh, yeah, people were asking for the link to that. Um, so I'm oh, yeah. I'm just going to okay. Now I'm prepared. Okay, Hi, folks. Hey, isn't it, isn't it good that this show is null, nice, and prepped? <laughs> oh yeah, it's good. We we do we do things live here, live and in front of a not live studio audience. Yeah, um, um, it's fine. So first, it's first yips, first episode yips. It's fine. <laughs> Mel had mentioned uh, that video uh, that had gotten to him by way of Ekos, who got the video from me because of a link that I'd sent him. Um, let's clear this up, everybody, so that you know <laughs> what we're talking about here. If you go over to YouTube, there is a channel here called Punisher. Punisher. Okay. Punisher. He is a visual effects artist. He works with, well, he used to be part of the uh, Corridor crew. If you've ever seen any of their videos, they do visual effects artists react. Um, and He's done. They're a very good channel. Yeah, it's a very good channel. Um, anyway, he was part of them, and then he separated off to go do his own thing. It is this here on his channel, the community, Master 3D Community Render Challenge with prize. That is the one you want to click on. All right. You click on that bad boy. What's up, everybody? And My name is Clinton. No, shush. And I'll just show you. Wait. Where is it going? There. Oh, oh, this is this is how to do it. But this is the whole pinball. Um, I guess what you want to call the pinball machine thing. It was just a continuous loop of stuff. And that's what looks I like was that. looking for. Yeah, so just to give you a quick... So it's this whole thing of watching the balls just drop down into various... Um... See, I don't Different even environments. Right, basically. I don't even have the right thing. A couple of these environments... Look at that. Somebody built the inside of a computer and the ball is going to be rolling through there. Um, a couple of these environments actually are pinball machines. Like people yeah, built are. pinball machines in them. So it's yeah. totally worth... They, they took it literally. <laughs> yeah. 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 But what Mel was talking about that he was so impressed with was the physics of the ball. It How it felt and how yeah. it was sticky and had like interaction with the environment. Yeah. And it, the, some of those ones, and absolutely take Chris's advice here and watch that video if you haven't, because it's incredible. You can watch it countless number of times. If I'm good um, about this, I'll remember to put it in the link down below, but <laughs> yeah. hopefully I'm good about I'm I'm going to make it. I'll up. hunt it to... down for the show notes, so read them, yeah. please. Um, but I'll, I I'll definitely, I, I need to put a link in there because, uh, yeah, you got to give credit where credit's due, and, and that one does, absolutely, do. absolutely deserves credit. It needs all the credit yeah. because it's but amazing. What, what got me excited about that, though, is that Mel got excited and saw like that. that as like, it's like vision board material for what he wants. Yeah pinball effects to be um it, it have that weight have that look have that fidelity have the lighting um and mm. just have it interacting perfectly so that it looks and feels like actual pinball even though it's video pinball. that's right so yep um uh, other things let's see oh asked him about uh basically the physics and we were talking about with Indiana Jones, was there going to be a difference between uh, figuring out the sensitivity of the physics of the ball? Was there going to be different collision detection or was that even going to be an issue because of developing in two different engines? 
um, mm. and, and frame rates and frame rates. And we've already mm. seen it with uh, if you've played Zen, Zen Pinball Party that some of the collisions are a little bit different um, mm-hmm. than you know with the Williams tables than they were in the Williams app. And That's right. a lot of that can be attested to switching engines. And, and, you know, even though your physics might be the same, the collision detection and everything else is way different. <laughs> so, yeah, absolutely. Um, and Mel was kind of basically saying that that was one of the things that takes a lot of time. And it's been taking the time. Mm. Um, finding the balance. And... Yeah. Uh, like how much do you need to do to make it playable and fun, but not too much that it's going to bog down your development pipeline. Yeah. Um, trying to get this thing across the line because they, they, every single table has to have the treatment. That's, yeah. that's the cost. Yeah. Um, he mentioned that, and uh, I didn't even realize this until I rewatched, <laughs> said that once they're up and running, that every two weeks, a submission to a first party, is going to be happening. Um, <laughs> it's just, it's like every few weeks, it's like, uh, okay, right. I mean, if you think about, he said every two weeks. Yeah. It's, it's like, what? So basically, <laughs> that 26 that, weeks, it's going to release like that, but. Right, right. This just means submitting it to the first parties, probably for approval. Um, more or less, yeah. and getting it into approval through the, you know the various stores and stuff like that. Mm. But uh, that's ambitious. Um, that's a lot of releases and, a year. That's, oh my god! And you just kind of go, that's is there a pipeline really that ready for it? <laughs> that flush? Yeah, that's that's right. Um, but I think too, it's like it could be there. There'll be a submission, and it might be every two weeks. But then they will batch that release. And put it out in one lot, maybe. Um, well, and it it's also be... you think about it, it. Also, might be you know submit and then get return. You know, a lot yeah, of time for return if there's going to be you know, hey, you need to fix this, you need to correct this, and, and then yeah, yeah, it's not going to be like don't expect with that comment. It's not going to be like a, a release every two weeks, but yeah, it's going to be frequent releases. Yeah. So, yeah, I think you can pretty much expect that. Um, he also mentioned that. Uh, there's going to be new options for purchasing. Mm. Which is, yeah, exactly. Hmm. Mm. (laughs) Um, So it sounds to me like they're, if I had to guess, I think it's going to be that whole mixture of what Apple, with the Apple Arcade subscription is right now. Um, Mm. That being a possible option. The, yes, you can just outright purchase your tables kind of option. Um, Maybe maybe they'll be introducing the season pass kind of way of yeah, doing things a bit like rather Apple than like, a, hey, rather than be the, right rather than a subscription kind of do what like Farsight used to do where it's pay the season pass up front you'll get a discount but you're gonna you know get everything and own everything legit yeah um, yeah yeah I, I think it's a great idea it works so, really well for Farsight yeah it'll it'll be interesting to see where they where they go with that um, with what those purchasing options are and I'm just curious to know is it going to be uh, is that going to be across the board like eventually when they do the mobile app if they do a mobile app god I hope they do a mobile app um, but that'll mm, be the case Unreal too. 1 yeah, yeah yeah, that'd be pretty good yep. yeah they, they, it's I mean FX2 is the last time they've really done an all encompassing mobile app they've mm-hmm. had like the the brand apps which are fine you know they work 
but having like a, I mean, FX is an ecosystem and it will be out on all platforms. Yeah. So you can say, yeah, it will be there. Uh, in terms so. of the DMD, uh, we'd asked if there was uh, thoughts of either colorizing or going to just straight LCD style uh, video mm. for you know, retrofitting of machines. And the response from Mel was, and I didn't even think about this, was that because it's all so hard-coded into everything that they do, they essentially have to remake the table yet again. <laughs> yeah, which really surprised me. I thought they would actually have the assets separated and they would just like throw them in, but it sounds like they're really deeply integrated into the PX engine. Yeah. Um, so, And uh, unfortunately, it sounds like they also probably weren't going to bother licensing with color DMD, you know, adding yet another fee um, and just mm. taking whatever work that they had already done to colorize Williams DMDs. So it would have been having to have in-house somebody do all the colorization. Um, yeah. You know, kind of like what uh, uh, Chicago Coin is doing with the the remake tables. Yeah, with um, their wide, wide aspect uh, yeah, DMDs. Yeah, because that's not, they're not paying color DMD. That They're just doing it themselves. So They are, yeah. Yeah. Um. And then we kind of were just like, hey, Mel, what's your take on the, the pinball landscape right now? And he kind of thinks we're in a new golden era. And I don't think he's A golden wrong. era that... Sorry, what was that? I was going to say, I don't think he's wrong. <laughs> uh, yeah, I think oh, yeah, I think he's right, for sure. We are. And, you know, his point about uh, a cyclic industry, um, you know, it, that is a true observation. In the past, there have been essentially a decade where pinball's been strong and then there's a decade where it's receded. We saw that with Stern in 2000 um, uh, after an amazing 1990s era um, across the industry. But what we're seeing now in the industry is very different. It's like it's been at least a decade now of strong growth and it doesn't seem to be stopping. Well, especially since it's not dependent on arcades. No, that, it's not because there's a home market now, and we can thank Stern for that. Like yeah. they they have actually the smart marketing there has actually made it that pinball is no longer linked to an arcade cycle. Um, it's there's a home market well established now. There's a there's a resale market for it now as well. Like that's just as big. Um, so there's an entire ecosystem supporting and bolstering pinball as a thing. Um, now that it's it, it's sustainable in a yeah. way, and that's the reason why the cycle hasn't actually stopped yet. So it's yeah, really doesn't it just kill you that you don't have a time machine and you can just go back to you know like oh, 2005 man. and be like, all right, I'm going to scoop up some machines. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Yes. I'd just like to get all the top 20, please. Yes. Um, and and, and I could probably achieve that. Uh, getting all top 20 meh, for probably like 25 grand. <laughs> probably yeah yeah you know that's right oh, whereas man. now that's like two tables <laughs> <laughs> yeah if you're lucky yeah if you're um, lucky yeah exactly <laughs> jeez some of the oh, man, the prices yeah. are wrong so uh, wrong. <laughs> moving over to the uh pinball roy al side of things uh mm. where he was saying that that's gonna yes it's sort of like what we're seeing i was trying to get him to commit to is it going to look what is exactly, it going to look like? Yeah, what's it going to look mm. like? Or is it going to be like what's in Zen Pinball Party, where it is just a made-up table, uh, a very basic table, and you're batting around, or, or are we going to be playing on actual tables? Real he, tables. He wouldn't go there. 
<laughs> he wouldn't drop which, that which little nugget. Makes you think that yeah, that's probably what's going to be happening. Yeah. Um, if you read into the tea leaves, yeah, uh, which is great. Like you know, being able to play something like um, the Getaway with Royale style rules, it's oh, like that'd be great. That sounds awesome. Yeah. yeah, but I did like that they were thinking that the, it was they're going to scale up. So it's mm. start with four player, then eight, sixteen, thirty two, and yeah. eventually, if the need be, sixty four players. Which um, is a lot. That is a I, lot. I, I definitely had trouble finding matches in my time zone on um, yeah. Pinball Royale, the Funko one. So, yeah. you know, small steps. I think, yeah, rather than just going, hey, 64 before you can start playing a game, that's that would be bad, 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 yeah. bad. Yeah. And that kind of led us into uh, the cabinet world with what Arcade 1-Up is doing because, mm. you know, we haven't heard anything. <laughs> um, yeah, and they haven't released any news about product, Pinball product this, this year. No. Which, again, probably shouldn't be surprising. So the um, the the points in this kind of got picked up by uh, this. This section of our podcast wound up getting picked up by Unqualified Gamer um, mm. and him posting. A, it was one of those things where it was like, I'm scrolling through YouTube and I see my face, but it isn't our channel. <laughs> so <laughs> I'm like, huh? uh, wait. And I click on it and it immediately just starts with, me and Jared talking, and and then Mel and I'm like, what the heck did he just like What's going straight here? up pull this off and you know is doing his own little mini blockhead without it being a mini blockhead? And then he actually you know started talking and and <laughs> going into because it was I a cold he, open essentially. He was a cold <laughs> open, yeah, because um, yeah. he follows the arcade one up world side much, of things, yeah, yeah, side of things, and so it was like this is the first bit of news that he was getting also regarding this. Um, mm. Although he had his own sources, and so that was kind of collaborating and, and uh, you know, making things more concrete for what they can expect. Um, mm. But by the sounds of it, the Mel was saying that he wants to increase the value of the cabs that are out there. Yeah. And there was a lot of him talking about and the multiplayer aspect and, you know, being able to put and more the machines Wi-Fi. and the Wi-Fi. Yeah. And that yep. there's a new announcement coming soon from Arcade One Up, so keep your eyes peeled. Yeah, um, I think that um, that new software board that I think it was me who predicted would come out in 2021 could be a 2022 thing. Yeah, yeah, which will so, be good. It'll be interesting to see where they uh, where they go with that. Um, mm. You know, see if us. It that, will. Uh, well, it wasn't that necessarily by choice that I waited, but. Those of us that might go for wave two. <laughs> mm, that's right. How yeah. much we might be going? Glad I waited. Um, I think, look, you know, you, you can't dispute being a wave one owner, the enjoyment you would have got from having one. Yeah. But I don't know. I think wave two owners will be just as happy. But it sounds like wave one owners aren't going to be left in the dark. I mean, either, what, what does everybody say still... about buying a new car? Never buy the first generation Never of a new Never buy the first model. generation. <laughs> No, you don't want to be the beta tester for no. a new first generation of a car. And so it's less so with something like, okay, one up, but still, yeah. it's, it still holds true, doesn't it? Yep. Mm. Uh, we talked about the new designers, and then Mel mentioned that there are six active designers at Zen right now, mm-hmm. and they're looking to add six more. They want to have 12. And if you do the math there, you're thinking, oh, maybe it's one person working on a table per month. 
kind of thing. Could, well, could be up if they spin up and <laughs> yeah. get that capability. That that would allow them to do that. Yeah. Um, I mean, he even said that huge. that they had just in the span of one year doubled the size of the company. Mm. Uh, with he also said at, on that as well. It's like um, you know <laughs> that COVID is still at play as well. Yeah, right? they're not even in the studio, which I didn't realize. No, they're not. So yeah, which was really surprising. So they're doing all this remote. And still getting which, the job done. Yeah, which, which you know. makes you go, you know, if you can do it remote, other than the language barrier, which, I mean, most, I shouldn't say most of the guys, but uh, Europe in general, a lot of people know how to speak English. They do. Yeah, <laughs> um, so yeah. it makes you wonder if the very nature of proving that Zen can operate purely online uh, and doing submissions online of all their work, if that opens up the, the, talent, pool. the talent pool for you know that mm. you're not now just seeking people that have to move to Budapest, but instead you mm. can make it a worldwide search and get the best there's, uh, program. Honestly, there's way. no reason why developers are doing it every day. Yeah, um, they're following the sun, developing, and the, there's well-established like methods of them doing this. You know, yeah. So, like that can only be good news for Zen. Um, being able to access people outside of the Czech Republic. Um, we then, sticking with Zen Pinball Party, we were kind of curious to know whether or not uh, there'll be additional code added to these basic uh, mm. versions of tables, to which Mel clammed up really nice and tight. Mm, so tight. <laughs> yeah. So that's I, a yes. <laughs> I mean, it would really be a shame if they didn't. It would be yeah. really shameful. They're great did. designs. They're just a little bit simple. They are. And mm. I mean, I know a lot of people are also curious about, you know, how long is the exclusivity and are these only gonna be Apple? Because obviously, you know, Jared being an Android user, um, makes it very difficult for Jared to play <laughs> Zen Pinball. Yeah, really, it does. It's not easy. No. Um, and uh and you don't want to leave that much of a market out. And then there's me who these I wanna if I had Apple Arcade on my TV, then I'd be able to see these designs nice and big, but I don't mm. have that. I only have it on my phone. So I'm looking at these things really tiny. Um, mm. And I think there's just, it'll be nice to have it in a proper setting for us all to really marvel and look at. Yeah, well, it, it'll be a fix for sure. Eventually. Eventually. Um, it's got to be eventually. The, yeah, I mean, they will be coming over to FX for sure. Yeah. Um, Probably with advanced rule sets. So there you go. That's our prediction. Yep. We weren't getting much info about uh, VR other than Mel says that he can see a day when pinball effects will support VR. Hmm. I, I mean... So, you know, you could probably read into that and say, yeah, go and buy a headset. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it, 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 it truly makes sense that you would... Yeah be developing this almost simultaneously knowing that you have it in your back pocket knowing yeah. that you know you're going to throw it out there because the framework's there yeah. it's just they're not going to turn it on immediately with all the other stuff that's going on because it's just no. too much too much noise yeah. Um, yeah so and you know Zen Mel said in the past that you know when they do VR it needs to be a, an experience not just a bolt on so yep. you know they need to do that right um, but you know, it's interesting. You did make a comment in the show about you know the whole lobby that you saw on the mm -hmm. Epic Game Store. 
looks quite similar to the uh, Star Wars VR lobby. Yeah. Um, and I would definitely agree with that. It does look very much the same. So, um, well, he uh, said that the man cave aspect got a a, a lot of positive got feedback. a positive feedback. Mm. Um, and, and how about I, you know? It's such a good idea. Like you, you want a garage or a room that has all your pinball machines in it and stuff. Well, like it's, it's it's just obvious, right? Yeah, you know. Uh, I mean, would you rather have that, or would you have it, you know, set in some retro fifties diner? No, no, no. <laughs> Do not want. Give me a really nice, classy man cave, garage, custom room, you know. Yeah. That's what you want. That's how you want to, like, interact with your things. Yep. Um, will we be getting... Oh, God, I hope so. Uh, will we be getting <laughs> ROM set carryover from game to game and oh, geez, a track mode sounds yes. and Mel was just like, you're going to like what What's you coming? See. What's coming, Yeah. So thank you, Safe Cracker, with the vault carryover. Jeez, <laughs> <laughs> you know, and and well, thank you. Uh, any all, all System game. Eleven game because yeah, the System Eleven games Jackbox. all have carryover stuff involved yeah. with them. They do. Yeah. Taxi, everything. Uh, yeah. World Cup is all but confirmed. <laughs> yep. Yeah. Just because we were mentioning Super League football, and yep. Melvin just kind of said, "Well, there's a certain event coming up." in this coming year i was like so why anyway. is he avoiding saying the words world cup <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah so yeah. That's i will right i will be honestly i would be happy with either either having oh yeah world Bring cup 94 or having super league i'll be super stoked league if football we get both i'll be missing it it's such and a good super title it's fun it's literally if i go back and play fx2 that's, that's what I'm what going back and playing it. And then I uh -huh. go, oh, well, okay, sure, I'll have a game of South Park. Or I'll have yeah. a game of Portal. but Or not not Portal. Um, uh, Explosion Man. Yeah, okay. Um, it'll be like, or Plants vs. I mean, you know, I'll just like, well, okay, I'm here. I might as well play those too. But the first thing I'm always playing is Super League. It's Super um, League. Yeah. I just love Super League. It's great. It's an awesome game. It is. Yeah. And it would be so much better with better physics. <laughs> yeah. It, it, it's like physics really are not good. <laughs> get, get those Williams pinball physics right Yeah, it's, it's got the lead ball problem. It really does. Yeah. It really does. And um, it would be so great with live live physics. Uh, oh, yeah. I'd be in that um, game all the time, I reckon, if that was in there. Yep. We yeah. brought up the whole, uh, why did you do the beer? But what in was interesting <laughs> yeah. was he said that the beer sets the stage for something that's upcoming. So... Mm. I doubt that means more beer. <laughs> I think it means <laughs> more merch. Um, and not just your slippers and your t-shirts. Right. Which, for the record, I still haven't received. <laughs> it took a long time for me to get mine, man. And, hey, and look, I know why. Shipping thing. Because <laughs> it's for shipping. We were talking before the show all the problems with um, getting parts and stuff. Well, you know, in the in the opening. Yeah. And it's it'll be the same. That's why I'm going. My merch yet because yeah. they don't want to pay $150 to send this stuff over to exactly. me. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. But anyway, that was, kind of, many... the, that was kind of the summation yeah. of, of what was mm. said in that entire episode. In case you, I don't know, we just, we always like to kind of go back and give our take on what, you know, try and read between the lines and kind of yeah. highlight what, what piqued our interest. Um, well, that's what you want when you listen to us after an interview. Like people expect this coverage like right. they they like to hear our 
our ramblings uh, <laughs> about about what what was said in interviews because it's you know there's often stuff in there that unless you're really soaking in it if you're just a casual observer you may not pick it up yeah um and you know it's fun like we're getting into a really fun part of of zen studios again and it's going to only get more and more interesting from here yeah um i mean we might have been given a little bit of insight to what's coming Hmm. maybe yeah we'll just leave it at that (laughs) it's gonna be a big year it's gonna be big yeah because the fun thing is is that you know sometimes we'll be we'll be clued into a thing or two Mm. and that'll get us excited and then that gets surrounded by the things that we didn't know and we're like (laughs) wait wait so you told us this but you didn't tell us that what you know yeah um, yeah yeah it's it's there's definitely some some good times ahead for everybody. Um, I yeah, think that gonna this be year awesome everybody's going to be yeah everybody's going to be really happy about that. Um, I'm going to be dusting off my Xbox controller and getting this computer that I'm on at the moment set up for gaming again. Yeah, because I haven't played pinball for a year digitally. I oh wow, that long. It. Well, because you yeah, were doing you were doing the VR once you got the headset, you were doing the VR for a while. Yeah, but so. I haven't even I haven't even put my headset on for months either. Like yeah. I've been doing like between pinball and hmm, drums behind right. me. Like I'd just be playing that to death. It's just you know it's what, it's, my interest. My uh, I've kind of gone through the same thing. I, it hasn't been that. I haven't had that kind of a drought. Um, but it has been. I've kind of wanted to put a separation between me between FX3 and Pinball FX. So that yes. when Pinball FX comes out, I'm truly excited for it. And yeah, it doesn't I, just I, I want feel that like wow a factor. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I totally agree. I think that's kind of why I'm doing it as well. Like I, I've like you know. We we played a lot of these games when they were out in FX2 and FX3, you know, and Pinball Arcade, <laughs> and Pinball Arcade. Yeah, and Pinball I mean, Arcade. let's face it, we've been hammering, we've been doing this podcast since 2012. Yeah, that's right. So I this mean, is we're not at the ten. This is, it will be our ten year anniversary when we circle around to November, October, I think, October 2022. October. Yeah, yeah. So you oh. know, there, there's been a lot of there. Jeez Louise. What's, what's that? I don't know. It was like this giant rumbling going down my street. Okay. Anyway. <laughs> um, Probably the Hell's Angels going down. Right in, convoy. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, we've been, we've been playing these games day in, day out for a very long time. So There's only so many times you can see a pinball table and go, oh, yeah, that's fine. Yeah. I mean, it's why people sell them. Yeah. You know. So, yeah, I think... I, I've been deliberately abstaining um, so that I can really Get excited really again. see everything with fresh eyes again. Yep. And I wonder, how, I wonder if that's like for those people who are tuning in, is that what you do as well? Like, Are you not playing the game or are you just playing it as you would normally and uh, and still enjoying it? Like, how's that working for you? Like, you know, let us know. And, and, and how would they let us know there, Jared? Well, they could go to our very. Well, they could uh, tweet us, so mm-hmm. they could go and do at Blackade, and that'll get you for the show account. Or you can shout at us individually. I'm Jared Morgs, and um, Chris is Shut Your Traps. Yep. Um, you can also send us an email at blah blah blackade at gmail dot com, uh, and ramble there because we like rambles. <laughs> um, um, 
so yeah get in touch and tell us or even leave comments come and join us for the live premiere and leave comments there or comments in the the youtube any anywhere we you got a number of ways of doing it folks and we'll get back to you eventually we do we will yeah yeah, yeah. mostly chris on youtube he's very good with that yeah i try on 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 the blockade yeah all right so here's the deal folks that's it for the pinball talk Mm. we're gonna take the next uh, probably 10 minutes well i say that lightly it'll probably 15 but uh, (laughs) um as usual it was the end of the year i always do this i always make my list of uh Best, good, worst, disappointing movies of the year. We're going to run through this list really quick because it's kind of a tradition, whether you like it or not. <laughs> so, Jared, I don't know how you, you were able to actually watch a few movies this year, it seemed. Yeah, yes. I, I'm not living in under a rock right. at the moment. I'm, I've got... So maybe um, you'll have things to say. <laughs> I, may, I may actually have some contributions to make here, or at least agree or disagree. Right. So, show me what you got all right so here we go here is my best uh in no particular order necessarily uh zack snyder's justice Mm. league which for as much as i hated the theatrical version of justice league i loved this version and i'm not even a dc fan um but Mm. dang i haven't seen the the cut of that yeah it's worth it's worth uh seeking out out. in in some manner um uh sound of metal which is a drama about a guy that uh, a musician that loses his hearing um, oh right and the kind of him being thrust into the deaf community and learning to deal with that um it has amazing sound design it puts oh, you yeah? in his head uh it makes you experience oh, so you can hear what he's hearing as a person who's experiencing death yes yes wow um, it's, That's really it's, cool. It's it's a very cool movie, and uh, again, you may not think that this is something that you'd want to check out. Uh, I guarantee, within the first ten to fifteen minutes, you're going to get hooked and want to continue just watching to the end. So, yeah, it's very good. Mm. Um, oh, I should qualify before we go further. These were, of course, all the movies that were new to me in 2021. Because Sound of Metal That's came right. out in 2020. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, Quiet Place Part 2 yeah uh, Quiet Place Part 2 which literally you could watch A Quiet Place take out the credits and then start up A Quiet Place 2 and you'd never notice the two movies were different uh, really they just flow right into each other and wow. you get one giant long movie and the quality is just as good just as good yeah yeah, yeah I, I have, have to go and check that one out because I love the first one I didn't see it in the cinemas mm-hmm. um but I've got a decent enough soundbar at the moment that will it will sound great. Yeah, it's definitely a movie you crank up loud or wear mm-hmm. headphones and crank up loud. Um, mm-hmm. Because again, just as much as Sound of Metal is with sound design, Quiet Place is. This is all about sound design. All about maybe. sound design. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, similar to Zach Dyer's Justice League, Suicide Squad, which was uh, James Gunn's version. Is, the, oh, the new one? Yeah. yeah so I, I enjoyed it. It was better than that pile of crap that we dealt with before so much. It was better. bright. It had, it had like, it was just, just enough humor in there that it was like, you, you sort of just like, you go, Oh yeah. I see. What yeah. It, it's, it's, you know, it's really good. It was very well balanced day. Yeah. It's also just, it's so much better storytelling than what they did with the first suicide squad movie. Um, I'm not going to get into the reasons why I hated that one, except for the fact that I'll just point out that it was like 
the first 45 minutes were nothing but flashbacks. <laughs> Whereas this one still told flashbacks, but it was in a nice progressive order. It, 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 you were still, yep. and it, it closely reminded me to Deadpool, to the first Deadpool. Yeah, that's movie. right. That's what it reminded me of. Yeah, um, it was great. Yeah, I really enjoyed uh, it. Shang Chi and the Legend of the Ten Rings, very oh, good I'm, Marvel I'm, movie. I was just about to watch that the other day, actually, and I, I can't wait to watch it. I reckon it's gonna be awesome. No, it, I had it's trouble. Very good Marvel yeah. movie. Um, if you saw it in the theaters in 3D, very good 3D. Unfortunately. Mm. Uh, the only place that's carrying it on disc now is Japan, and they're charging like ninety dollars. <laughs> Whoa! It's geez. stupid expensive. Um, so unfortunately, my my days of collecting Marvel three D movies are gone because they did that with Black Widow. They're doing it with the Eternals. It's all just like yeah, pain in the butts for that. But um, proper martial arts for a change, like but good martial arts filmed. Properly really? martial arts. Lots chop sucky stuff that you see. It's yeah. not it's not those tight close ups with shaky cam that's like five billion edits. No, it's back to you know, think of like John Wick. Uh it's wide oh. shots where you can see everything happening. Um and they do a couple of different uh, and there's different styles of martial arts. Like when I say different styles of martial arts, like how martial arts are portrayed in the movies. Um whether you're doing wushu or or doing just regular kung hmm. fu or you know, it it's you got your wire work, you got your regular just, you know, kick, kick, punch, punch, you know, all that jazz. Um, The Harder They Fall. This is a movie that was on Netflix. It's a a Western. It's an almost entirely black cast. Oh, right. It is hilarious. It is what would happen if you mixed Baz Luhrmann with Quentin Tarantino. (laughs) (laughs) I'm just, uh, just getting my book. Yeah. You're writing some of these down. So, because Baz Luhrmann does that very over-the-top theatrical, like, you're very aware of the camera, you're very aware of the humor. It's almost breaking the fourth wall, but isn't, you know, um, yeah. with his. And Tarantino, it's all about the writing, the humor, and the violence. Um, yeah, So, sure. marry those two together, you've got the harder they fall. Um, I thoroughly enjoyed it. And then... Last on the best list, uh, Spider-Man No Way Home. Just really good. Phenomenal. Phenomenal. They, I've really enjoyed this trilogy. Um, whereas I always say my, my favorite Marvel movie pretty much is Iron Man. Uh, mm. Spider-Man Homecoming was probably my, not necessarily my second favorite, but it gave me the same feeling that I got. Really enjoy that movie too. Yeah. And they just didn't stumble, and this was how you close out a trilogy. It right. didn't suffer that problem of that some trilogies have, where the third movie is just like, "Oh, we went to back to the well one time too many." Yeah. <clears throat> no, this <throat> one that would have been the fourth, the fourth one. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, so those were, those were my those were my bests. Um, moving on to the good. Um, a lot of these were Netflix movies. <laughs> Go figure. Really uh, hitting some home runs, eh? Netflix. They, they oh, man, they're doing good... a great job. Yeah. Uh, the White Tiger, yeah. which is... Uh, it's a tale from India. Uh, it's about somebody basically trying to bust out of their caste system uh, right. and become uh, you know, better than who they're supposed to be, according to that. Uh, but, it's kind of, it, but it's kind of uh, a gangster story, almost. Um, oh, so it's 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 surprising. Uh, similar to that is a movie called Skater Girl, 
which is again takes place in India. It's uh, this I don't know what you could, uh, a little tiny. I don't know what their towns are called because it's not a town. It's like a a, a village. Let's call it a village. Um, mm. Somebody brings a skateboard. You know, a tourist brings a skateboard and blows everybody's minds away with this thing. And mm. all of a sudden, all the kids are on skateboards, and the community is having a problem with it because um, it's you know not traditional Indian values <laughs> and yeah. uh, American values. American values, and then on top of that, you've got a lot of girls that are skateboarding, and that is ruining marriage prospects. You might say so. It's it's kind of similar. Oh, really? Like, I, I honestly would it's like recommend. An I honestly would recommend watching The White Tiger and Skater Girl back to back. All right, because it's two different, two different sides of the same coin. <laughs> hmm. So it's, it's a societal change. Yeah, yeah, pretty hmm. interesting. Cool. Uh, a movie called Bliss, which is a very unassuming sci-fi movie with Sal Hayek and Owen Wilson. Oh, that's uh, an odd. It pairing. is a head trip. Oh yeah, it's one of those that you finish watching the movie and you go, "Wait, what did I?" Uh, Crap! I gotta watch this again, don't I? <laughs> so it's an Inception, basically. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's um, cool. I love those. Promising young woman, which is female revenge movie. Uh, kind of John Wickish. Uh, in terms of what's you know like minor event, or not necessarily minor, but. What some people would think is, uh, why are you not getting over this? And yet this person becomes an assassin <laughs> because of right. it. You know, right. um, it's like that's not the normal route that most people would have taken. They most people have just gone to therapy. Um, <laughs> why go to therapy where you can kick ass? Exactly. Uh, <laughs> now back to back that with a movie called Nobody, which stars Bob Odenkirk. Getting his John Wick on. See, I love John Wick. So, is anytime anybody's tapping this, this whole, this this whole genre that I love that's kicking up. Um, mm. But yeah, I think, saw this fly past the other day as well. I went, oh, Odenkirk doing this. This will be interesting. Think John Wick, but funny. Oh yeah. So that'd be really good. But not. It's not funny for the sake of bad action. No, it's still really, really good action. It's just there's but a lot of one-liners. <laughs> oh, that's very yeah. Good. Um, I don't care what anybody says. I enjoyed Mortal Kombat. I haven't. I haven't seen it. I was a I look. Say. I really liked the original Mortal Kombat. It has not dated well at all. Yeah, but I've got a soft spot for, in my you know for it, and so the fact that this is better than that movie means that's... I liked it. Yeah. And it only had to do... Look, are there gross fatalities? Yes. Does it have the Mortal Kombat theme song? Yes. When? So. <laughs> and is that the, the OG Mortal Kombat theme song? Yeah. Mortal Kombat! Yeah, It's in there. That's great. Movie called King Richard, which is a Will Smith movie uh, about the oh, yeah. Williams twi- uh, sisters. Um, yeah, really good. It's really good. I mean, it's pretty Will good Smith. sports movie. Yeah, that's right. Sports movies are... I often shy away from them, but yeah. usually when I watch them, I go, that was worth it. Yep. Uh, no Time to Die, which is the latest Bond film. Um, yeah, enjoyed that. It's again, ties up Daniel Craig's Bond time very well it's mm. 
The funny thing is, is it's like the least Bond films, Bond film of a Bond film. Like, there's not even mm. a casino scene. <laughs> it's, no, it's not. Um, it's not gadget heavy in the least. Uh, no, it's actually just classic spy. Yeah, and I think thing. I think I would have enjoyed it a lot more, except for it seems to me that the Bond films, and this is with his whole run, um, if it wasn't for the fact that you know the Bourne, the Jason Bourne movies and the Mission Impossible movies are out there, because it seems like it cribs too much from those. Right. Um, rather than being original, it's doing really good imitations <laughs> and they yeah. should be the ones that are imitating bond but all mm. the same that's why it didn't make my best it's just good it's it's really good it um, is really good don't check it out and then and then there's two that uh view on your own discretion i enjoyed them but i can certainly see why people would hate them uh mm-hmm. the green knight which is uh arthurian tale right. telling about uh Gwaine. and uh i know it's based on a poem it is visually just out there. Rich. Yeah. Um, and it's not remotely how you would think the tale would normally have been told. Um, but it was one of those that I couldn't stop thinking about it. I had to immediately go onto my computer and look up more information after I watched it. So right. to me, that if a movie can get you needing to Google, not because you're trying to go, well, what happened? But to go, no, tell me more. I think that's a that's good sign. That's a good sign. movie. Yeah, that's a good mm. movie. Um, same thing, there's a movie called Annette. So this is, there's a, a band that's been around since the 60s called Sparks. Uh, it's two brothers, Ron and Russell Mayo. They, if you, if you watch their documentary called The Sparks Brothers, You'll know that, and which is on Netflix right now. You'll hear them tell that they've been they'd been writing a screenplay and nobody would buy it. They just couldn't sell it. They kept on having false starts and stuff. Well, right. guess what? Somebody bought it, and this is this <laughs> right. is it. And it's a musical, part musical, part drama. Uh, Adam Driver is the main star of this, and I'm telling you, it, it's wackadoodle. It is okay. It is out there. Um, most people like, I wouldn't doubt if people like turned it off within 20 minutes. Um, oh, going, right. So I'm it not, could be quite polarizing. Yeah. Going, I'm not sticking around for this, but here's the thing. It has two monologues that I know if I was still in, you know, back in my days of being a theater student at Cal State Fullerton, uh, we would have been doing those monologues because oh, yeah? fantastic monologues. Mm-hmm. Um, just and it's they're both from Adam Driver, and he just knocks them out of the park. And then mm-hmm. there is this little girl who completely kills you with the scene that she is in, mm-hmm. just wrecks you. All right, and it's one of those things where you're just like, I know you're a child actor. You're still retaining that childlike quality. You're not the annoying kid kind of actor. Mm, yeah. And you are holding your own perfectly with your fellow castmate. Just like... Wow. Just, that alone is what I recommend the movie for. It's just... So, sits for the first 20 minutes and just go along with the just ride. Go, just go with it. Just go with yeah. it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and then I have... Uh, look, I put Matrix Resurrections on here as good. I enjoyed the story. The action is... Yeah, pretty subpar, but 
the story I really enjoyed. The concept it's, was good. It's essentially a two-hour epilogue to the trilogy. <laughs> mm. Yeah, it is. That's what it is. Um, and then The French Dispatch, which is the latest Wes Anderson movie. Um, and it's just like a greatest hits of Wes. <laughs> okay. If you know Wes Anderson stuff, then you'll know what I'm talking about. Um, but rather enjoyable. Uh, and then I'm just going to go skip. I'm going to skip my disappointings. Well, yeah, I'll just, I'll who just, wants to know about those? Well, I'll just rattle through them. Boss level, freaky, without remorse, army of the dead, wrath of man, no sudden move, black widow, free guy, many saints of Newark, and last night in Soho. It's not that they I were really bad enjoyed. movies. Uh, it's just that I, I, like I, I was disappointed. What What did you enjoy? I love. I loved. Um, um, what is it? Free Free guy. Free guy. Yeah, I really enjoyed it. Anything with anything with. Um, I mean, it was enjoyable. It was good. also just kind of like, yeah, been here, done that. Hey, it's Racket Ralph. Um, you know, it's oh, you know, oh, yeah, I guess. And 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 I if look, you've seen, I just switch your brain off and go along with the ride with that one. It, Check it out. I, it's it is. Right. It's it, that's what I said. None of these were terrible. Rotten Tomatoes bad. Right, right. It's just yeah. I was disappointed. Like they, like for instance, boss level is essentially a free guy. <laughs> mm, yeah, great the entire way. It completely craps the bed in the last five minutes. Yeah, like just. You go no, what, what, no, stop! Why are you? Oh man! <laughs> what was the other one that was eight bit, eight bit something? It's only just been re- recently released. Eight bit Christmas. I didn't watch that. Yeah, that that was Hallmark level crap. Oh really? Yeah. Unfortunately. Wow. It, like it, it just like uh, you got to the end of it, and it really it had that almost ram down your throat message. Yeah. At the end. Yeah. And it was like, it, you know, it had its parts to it, but it was just like, oh. Yeah, you didn't yeah. need that. You didn't need the uh, the PSA at the end. I, uh, I did, really didn't need the PSA. Like, yeah. if you like a bit of 80s aesthetic and, and you grew up in the 80s, you'll laugh at some of the things in it. Like, it's mm-hmm. got some, <laughs> but it was like, it really did feel a bit hallmarky at mm-hmm. some points, you know. Uh, so this brings us to our worst. Oh, dear. This was a stinker of a year, like for big budget <laughs> stuff. Because yeah. usually I have to fill it with like you know just things that necessarily shouldn't have been good anyway. But no, Wonder Woman eighty four, crap. All right, well I'm striking that from the list. <laughs> it's everything that you loved about Wonder Woman is bad in this movie. <laughs> oh, okay, uh, uh, that's not uh, good. It 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 just like I was saying how Justice League theatrical was terrible compared and you know and everything was great with Zack Snyder. It's like the same. Just like wow, it's it's the case of they said okay, we won't cut anything that you do, and they desperately needed an editor. Like you, could have taken, <laughs> right. you could have taken twenty minutes out of this movie and never batted an eye. Um, right, Monster Hunter, which uh, based on a video game, Paul Thomas Anderson movie with Mila Jovovich, and yeah, it's terrible. It's right. bad, even with Mila Jovovich in it. It's bad. Oh, bad. <laughs> Um, it's not That's worth it's not worth checking out. It's, no. I mean, think of what he did with Resident Evil. That's what he did with Monster Hunter. <laughs> it's you know, mm-hmm. um, Godzilla versus Kong. Sorry, folks. You yeah, know, didn't care for it. It like it, the stupid was overwhelming. Um, <laughs> right. 
it was somebody doing cool paintings and not figuring out how that actually would function in the world. Um, right. Okay. You know, so, yeah, if you just want to see, you know, ape and lizard punching each other, well, yay, yay. You did a good yeah, job go. of that. But, You'll get that. But I was bored. Um, uh-huh. I have this movie Vanquish on here, which is a movie that I shot off after literally the eight-minute-long credits, opening credits. Eight? Eight minute long, long opening credits, and they are like Skinamax bad. Just like it looks like somebody did it on an old PC. Um, bad opening wow. credits, and I was like, "You're padding your runtime." <laughs> and the poster, as it's with Ruby Rose, has her standing there. She's got like all these guns behind her, and you're thinking, "Oh yeah, it's gonna be a big old action gun movie shootout." There's not a single gun shootout in the movie. What? I mean, like, a gun is fired, but it's not a proper gun shootout. It's um, not all those guns that were behind her. And the yeah. only reason why I know this was because <clears throat> after those opening credits, and I watched one scene after that, oh, and Morgan Freeman's in it. And talk about, oh. like, you could see him counting the money from his paycheck. Oh, really? <laughs> 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 um, I went, okay, I can't take it. No, I'm going to turn this off, but I was like, but I'm curious. I need to know when the gun shoot out. So I just started fast-forwarding through it, right? I yeah, had it on, you know, just 30 like, seconds, 30 yeah, seconds. Yeah, just like, rattling through. And I made it through the entire movie and got to the end and went, yep, no action scene. Great. Glad, Glad I didn't, I didn't spend my time on that. Yes. <laughs> um, now, a movie that I did spend my time on that I should have done the exact same thing with was Gunpowder Milkshake. Uh, okay, starts, uh, I've never even heard of that. It's, um, um, ah, what's her name? Uh, Karen Gillian. Uh, is the star of this one, uh, who uh, she plays uh, uh, Wascamora's sister in Guardians of the Galaxy. Uh, Nebula. She plays Nebula. Um, oh, right, okay. Yeah, yeah. This movie is what happens when a production designer gets a hold of something, and it's just production design to death, but there's no content. <laughs> right. It's all it style. Nice. It's all style over substance. The scene Gosh. that really killed me was there was a raid happening on this building and there was a big brick wall with a you know warehouse door size opening. <laughs> so they're going to use that as a choke point. She's got a vehicle with a 50 mil, 50 caliber machine gun coming out the top of a, of a vehicle, right? Mm-hmm. Here comes all the bad guys. And she sprang like this and hitting... Like, like half the bullets are just going into the brick wall. I'm like, it's a choke point. You only have to go very little, like that. but it doesn't look cool. And that's yeah, the that's movie. Right. That's that's the right. movie in its entirety. They do things because it looks cool, but it but it makes doesn't no make sense. a lick of sense. Yeah, right. I see. Uh, I see. Jungle Cruise. What? Yeah, that, just, that just, sounds terrible just by the title. Well, if you you see, you've never been to Disneyland. You've never ridden the Jungle Cruise. No, I have not. Exactly. That's what's doing. It's based off of the Jungle Cruise ride. It's it's Dwayne Johnson. You know the rock. Oh, I was going to say, is it Dwayne Johnson? Yes, it it's sounds Dwayne like a Dwayne Johnson movie. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. This is a movie where you know, it, hey, Could've... it's it's a boat on a river, right? Mm-hmm. But I guarantee you that the actors never once stepped foot on a river on or a... on a boat on the no. river. It was in. Entirely green screen, and oh yes, and the characters were ripped wholeheartedly straight out of the Mummy movies. Oh really? Oh, like yeah. 
No, you're right. Going wait, I. So okay, so she's playing the the girl. He's playing. Yeah. Oh, oh there's the brother. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. And oh, hey, look, there's the library scene with her balancing on a ladder. Okay. Uh huh. Yeah. Like wow. Part and partial taken straight off the mummy movies. <laughs> um. Well, with a little dash of uh, Pirates of the Caribbean thrown in for visual effects. Yeah. Terrible. Jeez. Oh, Not as terrible as Space Jam: A New Legacy. Oh, that was... <laughs> look. I watched it with the kids. It was okay. But if you're watching it with an adult lens on, oh. Here's the thing. Mm. They have all these fans lining the basketball court. They are so, so obviously filmed individually and then comped in, and they yeah. aren't paying a lick of attention to what's actually happening on the court. No. They, they, they are so composited, aren't they? Like, yeah. It is. <laughs> it's comical. Yeah. Uh-oh, hold on. Something happened here. Oh, whew. wow, I froze there. <laughs> yeah, we both froze. I know. I think I left yeah. it on the camera for too long. Uh, oh. Or the, the thing. Um, two more. Here we go. Yeah. Fast and Furious 9, the Fast Saga. I gave up on Fast and Furious ages ago. Ages ago. Well, 8 completely disappointed me. Hobbs and Shaw right. confirmed that what my disappointment was, and nine <laughs> just proved that it was never going to get better. Um, so what folks, you're saying is you're a sucker for punishment. You don't learn your lesson when it comes to fast well, franchise. when you when you're when you've already watched you know seven movies, you figure well, okay, I'll just take it to the end. So now it's been, now it's gonna, now it's a hate watch because there's going to yeah, be one it's more grudge watching it. But here's the oh, thing: really, am I, why are they doing another? Am one? I paying to go see it in the theater? Oh hell no, nope. <laughs> Yeah, and I didn't go to. The, I didn't see this one in the theater. I didn't see Hobbs and Shaw in the theater. So, I learned my lesson. At least you that made much. the right decision, right? Um, yeah. And last, I have Cry Macho, which is a Clint Eastwood movie. Oh, oh, it's terrible. Oh, is it? Oh, it's beyond terrible. It, it it's like you you question why anybody thought this was a good idea. Terrible. Um, in the hands wow. of somebody else with a completely different cast and better actors that are more age-appropriate? Sure. But Clint's 90? <laughs> her 91? Mm. And yet still can somehow attract the senioritas? Um, <laughs> and there's this troubled kid who's supposed to be really a bad kid, like a 12-year-old from hell. That's because he has a chicken in cockfight. That That's the only <laughs> reason why he's bad? Yeah. Um, oh, I didn't yeah, finish the movie. Wow. I, I you're, literally you're doing us all a community service with these light reports. Yeah. just like really, honestly, I these lists now I can actually go. Yep, 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 yep. I know that I have access to those movies yep. in some way, and I will watch them, and they will be fun. Um, but yeah, those ones that are yeah horrible. Um, I have actually been getting into a lot of uh, probably new to me TV. Um, one of them at the recommendation of you, actually, Ozark. Yeah. Because um, I was off Breaking Bad and off Better Call Saul waiting for the new series coming out. And Ozark, what a spectacular, such a good story Yep. Um, in that. Such a very different take on cartel life. Um, it, the whole thing is just like a constant battle not to die. Yeah. <laughs> and that's what makes it... It's really... It's what I would sum up the whole series is let's... Basically, do all we can not to be killed by the cartel, and it's a story that evolves. And it's it's 
very creative the things they come up with to like keep ahead. Um, and it's been a long the, the, time since uh, the season you just finished uh, aired. I think it's been almost a year and a half. Yeah. I've forgotten a lot of it, so I'm going to have to rewatch it before the new season comes out. So I'm kind of looking forward to that. Yeah, yeah, I, I, I love watching back to back. You yep. really got the the context of it, but that yep. was fantastic. Um, and uh, yeah, I did Better Call Saul and I did Breaking Bad. So I've got my um, what's that genre of television? It's like a hate hateful television. Where you, <laughs> it's I, the, I it's the anti-hero. Anti-hero, that's the one. Yeah. yeah. And I was really getting into that stuff. Yeah. So now I'm watching Good Omens. Oh, that was um, good. Yeah, so I'm getting into that. I mean, I, again, I'm not particularly religious, so I'm sure there's a lot of in-jokes in there that are like, kind of religious-related. Um, but I'm still enjoying it. And um, the other one I've also gone into is the second series of Ted Lasso. Oh, Ted Lasso um, was great. Well, you can't not like Ted Lasso. No. He's no. <laughs> like just the writing in that and the the punchlines that Ted's character uh, that Ted comes out with are just like oh, so um, good. I just it's finished, just so subtle. Yeah, I just finished. I would highly recommend you uh, check this out too, Jared. Uh, the Expanse. Um, it's oh six yeah, se- I've seen that. It's six yeah. seasons. It just uh, wrapped up. It's now done. Um, although it could easily be brought back because <laughs> yeah, yeah, right. But they did a. It, it didn't disappoint, and it's oh, right. it's well, exceptional sci-fi. Um, when I, I say like sci-fi, sci-fi, like hard sci-fi. Um, oh, right. Uh, like well that's... thought out universe of science fiction. So, oh, good. Oh, um, good. Yeah, well you, you only have to get beyond the first three episodes. First three episodes okay. are very cliche. Oh, okay. But once you get past that, then it's like, ooh, hey, where'd this show come from? So. Awesome. All right. Well, I'll be into that. And what's the other one that I watched as well? It was uh, uh, <laughs> the the other thing I have been watching because I have access to them is all of the How It's Made um, episodes because uh, like watching how things are made <laughs> on big machinery is incredibly satisfying to watch. Yes. And you know, it, it's it's cool. You get to learn how all these things you see just around you are made, and now. Because I've watched enough of the episodes now, I can kind of predict. All right, so they they give you the the rundown at the beginning about what they're going to make in the show. And go, oh, I reckon that's going to be extruded plastic. That's going to be like casting. That's going to be this. And you try and guess how they're going to make it before they actually do it. And there's a there's an element of fun in doing that if you're a nerd like me. Cool. Yeah, so it's fun. All right. Well, there you go, folks. That was our. I know. See, I said ten minutes. Yeah, I lied. It's never going to be ten minutes. Come on. Yeah. Um... <laughs> we we don't apologize for that. I just. It's been good that I've been actually able to like have something to say about this. Yep. <laughs> this this year. It's been good. So it'll be be curious to see what uh, if you guys have any uh, thoughts or comments about uh, those uh, the the list that I have. Feel free hit me up in the comments. I'll or argue it, all day uh, about see, one, these things. One aside. What? Where was June? Dune. Oh, I didn't even put list. that. What the hell? I read right past it. Yeah, Dune. Dune is. Um, yeah, that's on the very good at list. The very, that's at the very tip top, pretty much. The very yeah. top of the very good list. I, it yes. did not disappoint me one no. iota, and I'm a ginormous Dune fan. Um, it's my favorite. Book. How, how are you finding Wheel of Time? I found it enjoyable, but I'm not blown away like some people are. There's some other mm. fantasies on Netflix that I actually kind of enjoy better. Um, mm. I'm, See, I haven't read the books in that series. So I'm coming in just. You know, I've never no read Shadow of Knowledge. I've never read it, The Wheel of Time either. So, yeah. 
Um, but honestly, I kind of, me. I'd, I'd almost think like Shadow and Bone on Netflix. Uh, I think I actually kind of liked better than Wheel of Time. Um, oh, well, put that on the list too. Yeah. And they're about to have a second season. Well, I mean, I know it's being made, I should say. But anyway, oh, okay. y- you'll see the. it very much is the similar. Uh, uh, it's the fancy genre. Premise. It's the, no, not the premise, but it's that fancy genre where you just like, you see the typical archetypes and the costuming and the magic and, you know. All that. Yeah, all that. So. Hmm. Oh, cool. All right, folks. Well, thanks for sticking with us on this lap back half. This is why we saved this for the uh, the back because we know some of you are just like, nope, I'm out. <laughs> yep. Thank you very much. Next. Um. However, like I said, uh, we're looking forward to this year. We should have a lot of uh, content to talk about, so we will do just that next time when we talk about Jared stuff and things again. Until then, bye bye. Bye.